From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou, real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. In today's episode, we're featuring Keon Dooling. When he arrived at Mizzou as a student athlete in 1998, Keon Dooling quickly became a leader on the basketball team. During his sophomore season, he led the team in scoring with 15.3 points per game and was honored as a unanimous second team all Big 12 selection. That performance helped Mizzou finish with an 18-3 record that season and earned him an appearance in the 2000 NCAA tournament. At the end of his sophomore year, Keon was drafted by the Orlando Magic in the 2000 NBA draft. Thank you so much for being here with the Chancellor and I today, Keon. It's really an honor. It's being a basketball fan, then also just being an alum of Mizzou. This is really an honor. Thank you for having me, Miss Perez. <laughs> First off, uh, let's go into what brought you here. What brought you to Mizzou? So um, I think a couple things, you know, brought me back. Um, the first thing is that I am M-I-Z-Z-O-U to the core, <laughs> and I love my school. Um, and so just reconnecting with my school is very important, reconnecting with the city. I have not had Gumby's Pizza in a while. I have not had a Shiloh <laughs> Burger in a while. So I needed some. I needed that fix. Um, but two, more importantly, I'm here to talk about mental wellness yeah. um, and the negative stigmas associated with that. Share and be vulnerable enough to talk about my experience with mental health and um, share some things that I've learned along the way. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Keon. Uh, when I was, I mean, when you were here on campus, I was about Uh-oh. three years old. Uh-oh. And I hate to do this. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. I hate to do it. But uh, because of this, can you take me back to what Mizzou looked like in the 90s? And kind of what was your experience or what was your time here like? Okay, so as far as the aesthetics of the city, um, Columbia was still evolving. Um, there was a lot of room for upside, a lot of, you know, open space. Um, and so where the arena is now, um, yeah, we used to tailgate over there. Um, where shallows, uh, you know, used to be, there's like living corridors over there. And so the city has grown. It's evolved. Uh, it looks like it's much more uh, to do. Um, but yet it still has that um, home feel. Still, mm-hmm. you know, some of the landmarks that, you know, um, was here when I was here, is still they're still around. Um, so that was great. Yeah, it's good to see um, Columbia growing. Mm-hmm. And as a student, I guess, how, how was your experience? My, my, my experience as a student was, um, um, it was a roller coaster. Um, you know, uh, coming from the south, coming from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it was the first time I saw snow. Um, my <laughs> teammates took me sledding. Um, but, you know, I had to adjust. I had to adapt, you know, to the Midwest way of doing things. Um, my father had a stroke my freshman year in college. And so um, that added to, you know, uh, the homesickness. And then I struggled, you know, um, as an athlete, as a freshman. So I was grappling with a lot. And then I came into college with a lot of baggage. And so my freshman year, I feel like I didn't get the full experience. Um, but my teammates, man, they knocked down those barriers that I built up. And um, they challenged me to do more and go out more and, you know, uh, open myself up to more. And because of, you know, sports and my great teammates, you know, I was socially, you know, able to have a better time my sophomore year. And you were selected as the 10th 
overall pick by the Orlando Magic in the 2000 NBA draft, right? That's correct. And did you know that that that's making you like the I think what is it? The 10th basketball player in MU's history to be drafted in the first round. How fun is that? That's and cool. apt too. Good company. But uh, I'm curious though, like beyond basketball, how did Mizzou or your time at Mizzou kind of help you succeed in the NBA? What kind of skills, lessons did you learn during your time here? Wow. Okay. So, um, you know, being away from home for the first time, you know, I had to grow up. I had to learn money management. Um, I had to rely on my relationships of my teammates and my friends. Um, I had to be fiscally responsible because I couldn't just up and go home. Um, and so I had to mature very fast um, from that standpoint. Um, you know, I learned a lot about the Midwest culture. Um, my network expanded. I played with, you know, people like Josh Kroenke and Kareem Rush and, you know, some really amazing people and um, got to, got an opportunity to meet some amazing businessmen and women. Um, and so I learned a lot. I soaked up a lot of knowledge. Um, I knew that I, you know, just, you know, I don't want to sound overconfident, but I knew I had a chance of making a lot of money with my, with my talent and my skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to learn from a lot of mentors and, you know, there was a lot of people who poured into me. So I'm always grateful and thankful for the people um, who poured into me when I was still in seed form before I manifested into who I became later in life. Mm-hmm. Chancellor Cartwright, so Mizzou has one of the highest student-athlete graduation success rates in the SEC. Wow. Uh, how does the university help student-athletes kind of succeed beyond the court or beyond the field into different yeah. pathways? You know, I mean, I think it's a real uh, tribute to our athletics department uh, that we do have such success in all that we do academically because when we when we work with our student athletes uh, as Jim Sterk the athletic director says uh, you know they're first and foremost students and the athletics is of course part of it and there's a great support environment in our athletics department and they work with all of our student athletes and uh, who are student athletes of course uh, as Kiyama was saying the the amount of work that you put in as a student athlete is significant and um, we then support them. Uh, we provide uh, all of the support that they that they need uh, uh, physically and, and mentally. Um, and I think that's what it is, is that, that family atmosphere in athletics here, uh, all of the work that they're doing, win it right uh, is the slogan that they use, and that really is about how do you, uh, how are you uh, great people, uh, great athletes, and, and I, I think that uh, making sure you know that our students have that opportunity to balance uh, what they're doing in athletics with what they're doing in their academics, and and that's an emphasis that I know our athletic department has. Mm-hmm. And Keon, you did touch about this about how your teammates kind of helped you kind of grapple with being in a new environment yeah. and in a new kind of situation. So. Yeah, it's 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 as uh, Keon was saying. I mean, one one of the things that we talk a lot about with success in in academics is uh, uh, being able to be part of a a, a group, uh, being able to have people that you can connect with and that make you feel like this is your home. And it was interesting to hear Keon talk about Columbia and talk about being here because it's clear that he had that feeling of this being a home and being around uh, friends and and colleagues. uh, other uh, student athletes and others who who really I believe provided that type of environment and it's great to hear that that's the experience that you had here that's the experience we want everybody to have at Mizzou. 
because yeah. it is your home away from home <clears throat> yes sir I, and i appreciate that you know i always say if you want to go quick you go alone if we want to go far we must all go together absolutely and we are so united by this m-i-z-z-o-u yes that um man i'm just so proud to be a part of the history a part of the culture and i'm so happy to be a part of these conversations that we're having because i think the best is yet to come for our school yeah and we're we're of course uh uh, so happy to have you here and so proud of you for all that you've been doing. Thank you. I mean, it's it's uh, tremendous to see how much, uh, you know, people who who have come from this institution, how much they've done in their careers and, and then how much they want to give back. And I think that's part of what uh, being at Mizzou is about is that we, you know, our core values are respect, responsibility, discovery and excellence. And I think that's what a lot of our, you know, our, our students who have been part of this institution they go out into society and that's I think the values that they take with them and so we're just proud of everybody that's willing to do all that to, to continue to make society better. Agreed. I agree yeah. with you there, sir. Yeah, and, and talking about that, that whole aspect of giving back, now that you've retired from the NBA, uh, you are a part or you direct the National Basketball Players Association's mental health and wellness mm-hmm. program. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit just about your work, that day-to-day work, and what that looks like? And since you are giving back, how have the skills that you've obtained here at Mizzou helped in that effort? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> the first part is uh, the NBA Players Association recognizes that, you know, um, our athletes have um, – all the physical Mm -hmm. um, resources possible Mm -hmm. you know great infrastructures great trainers Mm -hmm. great coaches we have analytic guys we have everything that can you know um, make it a good environment to grow um, athletically Mm -hmm. Um, but what we notice is that like emotionally um, mentally the resources are limited you know the conversations you know are not being had Um, And so, you know, our league and our players association saw that, um, hey, man, we got to do something. Um, These generation of players are experiencing things that the generation before didn't. And so we got to provide some resources that support them mentally, emotionally um, as they mature. And we got to do it now while they're young and impressionable and while they're still, you know, you know, in the NBA, you know, because a lot of times in your transition, it gets more difficult. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm very, you know, happy with the work I'm doing now. Um, I'm very vulnerable in my role. I share my experience, my battle with PTSD, my battle with overcoming being abused sexually as a child. And because I went through that experience and I did my work, Mm -hmm. um, I have a recipe or a blueprint that will that I want to share. And so uh, my job is to help guys get to the resources. I'm not a clinician. Um, I don't do the therapy. I life coach, but I, my goal is to help them get to the resources so they can get to the people who can really provide the services that they need to help them be their best self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, Keon, thank you uh, so much. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's one of the things that we've been talking a lot about at Mizzou is really looking at all of the things for our students in terms of uh, health, counseling, wellness, uh, and and there's a continuing, a, a growing need for us to think about what we're doing for our students overall. Um, I, I, if you look at um, uh, what makes our students uh, successful, it's about feeling like they're at home. It's fe- that environment, mm-hmm. um, feeling that they're supported, and that is exactly what you said. It's it's beyond just what we're doing in the classroom. Just like you said, it's beyond what you're doing when you're in the NBA with all of the athletic training and everything that you're doing. But 
in, in the classroom, it's beyond just the classroom. It's actually what's happening outside of the classroom and how do we uh, ensure that our students, we see that they are complete uh, individuals and that we're looking at their health and well-being uh, throughout everything that they do. So it's, it's great to have someone like you uh, helping us with how do we break down those barriers, how do we make it that people uh, you know, will seek out any help and assistance that they need. Um, and, and I think that's a really important message. So thank you uh, for everything you're doing for all of your colleagues and, you, and certainly all of our students. No, and thank you for your infrastructure. <laughs> and um, just to the listeners, you know, I know we're, we're limited with time, but I would say that the biggest room on this campus, the biggest room in your life is the room for improvement. <laughs> and so no matter where you are, no matter if you're struggling with something, I believe you can improve, you can get better. And that means even with your mental wellness, that means mm -hmm. with your emotional mm -hmm. health, that means with your spiritual health and your physical health. So I don't know where you are in your life right now, but it's not where you start, it's how you finish. And there's five letters that separate somebody from ordinary and extraordinary, and that's the extra. So do your work, get better, let's improve together. Wow, I Thank love you. that. Thank wow, you. I love that yes. so much. <laughs> but one more thing before we leave. Um, what do sea monsters eat? Oh, what do sea monsters eat? <laughs> I uh, Seafood? Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No. It is fish and ships. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, people are shaking. Oh, my God. Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is Forest Park Rhapsody, composed by MU undergraduate and music composition major Ben Calagiovanni. You can find more information about Ben and his piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. Make sure to join us next time and keep an eye out for the Chancellor's newsletter to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside Mizzou. See you around the columns.